Hey there, everybody. This is Amazing Fantasy Football. I am Josh, and that guy over there is... And I am Chris. And Chris he is. How you doing tonight, Chris? screams into the microphone. I'm doing wonderful. I'm doing great. I'm excited to talk fantasy. Excited to get our fans and our listeners the advice that they need. The amazing advice that they need. The fantastical advice they need. Definitely amazing. Like the show. You know? It's also fantasy. Fantastical. Oh, good point. Good point. The footballistic advice they need? Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, we're Amazing Fantasy Football, of course, and we are here to talk about some fantasy football. Chris, I believe you have some news. Oh, by the way, I'm doing okay. How are you doing, Josh? I'm doing just fine. My first line of my notes, new, uh, my news notes says, how are you doing, Josh? In your snotes? <laughs> Do you have your a hip sno- subluxation? No, thankfully. Good. Uh, James White does. So uh, I have Sounds that he's terrible. out indefinitely. All signs point to him being out the whole season, but I haven't heard the name, uh, the words IR yet. Those are letters, not words. The letters IR. Uh, second note, uh, George Gordon, George, oh my God, I can't talk. Josh Gordon, blah, blah, blah. That's what the note says. Moving along. Uh, Marlon Mack is seeking a trade. TJ Watt uh, is a full go. Uh, he's over his groin injury. Full go in Thursday's practice. Uh, Tyler Lockett did not practice Thursday with a hip. DK Metcalf popped up a couple hours ago with a foot injury. He was limited in Thursday's practice. Rashad Bateman for the Ravens, wide receiver, is off the injury report with his groin. Uh, he's had back-to-back full practices, apparently. Uh, Josh Jacobs going to play this week. Yeah, yeah, I believe so, yeah. I don't know if he's Trade literally on all, the off the IR and he is ready yeah, to Yeah, I don't see why they wouldn't because okay. I believe Hollywood is banged up, which I don't have here. Forgive me. Maybe that's is it? I didn't see I didn't see that. Okay, never mind. Uh, onward, <laughs> uh, Josh Jacobs is questionable with an ankle uh, for Monday night. Uh, both Julio and AJ Brown for the Titans did not practice Thursday with hamstrings. Same story with the Giants receivers uh, Shepard and Slayton, both out with hamstrings. Uh, Deontay for the Steelers, more wide receiver talk, uh, gets in a full practice with his oh. knee injury. Uh, Dalvin Cook uh, practice limited both Wednesday and Thursday with his sprained right ankle so signs are looking good for him to go which is really great for one or two of my fantasy teams anyway uh, Antonio Gibson uh, this was kind of weird has a shin he practiced Wednesday but not Thursday so that's kind of rare when you're good to go Wednesday does he only have one shin you said I have two I've got two (laughs) Apparently, one shin didn't show up for Thursday's practice, so they didn't didn't Ooh, let him practice. That sounds terrible. How do you walk with that? <laughs> exactly. That's why I didn't practice, Josh. <laughs> he said he'd bring it on Friday and Sunday, apparently. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Lamar Jackson did not practice for the second straight day. I feel like uh, the impression I got in Twitter and in injury updates and injury feeds was that uh, it's just, I don't know, I'm not too concerned. They're not good, too concerned about it at this point probably just rest for a guy who likes to run around a lot uh mvs uh remind, remind me what that guy's name Mar- marquez valdez scantling scantling 
You got did her. Not pr- yeah, did not practice Thursday for the hamstring. Uh, Will Fuller returns to practice for the Dolphins. And Antonio Brown returned to practice. Uh, he's off the COVID list for the Buccaneers. Antonio and Brown, the super spreader. No, I'm just joking. And that's the news, Josh. Back to you. My first matchup is I have the Tennessee Titans at the New York, whatever. Doesn't matter. It's the Jets, but, you know, insert one. I don't know. It's, just, it's, a, it's a palette swap, essentially. <laughs> Daniel Jones. Are the, are the Knicks still really bad? Because that, that'd be great. I have no idea. I don't watch basketball, dude. That's your, like, neck of the woods. I used to. Nick anyway. of the woods, perhaps? Champ at no? the bit. Okay. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Um, <laughs> let's let's start with Ryan Tannehill. Um, Tannehill had a semi-bounce back week last week against my stupid Colts. God, they're so stupid. Um, the Jet, But the Jets are allowing, they're only allowing, actually, 217.3 passing yards. I am maintaining the fact that this is the fact that, that like teams are getting up so big so early on the Jets that they aren't having to throw. And... This could easily be the case for the Tannehill and the Titans this week. I wrote that down before realizing that Julio Jones was, um, you know, questionable. And it does. Uh, and sure. we, you didn't really mention it in the injury news, but I saw somewhere not, not that it's really all that credible. I'm sorry. I will even quote the source. It is on SportingNews.com um, that they are thinking that AJ Brown is trending more towards the outside of playing, and Julio is going to be maybe more of a you know kind of maybe either he's going to be on a, they're talking about load management or a better phrase would be a snap count for Julio or he could even just be thrown out there as a decoy while guys like um oh what's his name Josh Reynolds or some other guy that I'm not going to pronounce try and pronounce his last name um could be the targets out there the Jets are bad enough that even Tannehill could kind of thrive with these guys but i'm thinking it's more i have three and a half stars but with this news about aj brown and julio jones that we've kind of uncovered this evening yeah i'm going to mainly lean towards more of like a two-star like super yeah, flex yeah. kind of desperation say, I play i was about to say i don't think taking off a half a star is enough just like he yeah should probably, he should probably be on the outside of the top 12 conversation like yeah like, he's going he's a, he's a guy going with a with a bunch of scrubs you know at wide receiver position to battle oh i'm sorry chester rogers also there too and he's actually did okay last week for him yeah, but still mr. like it's just mr Tannehill. but if these guys are out or i don't know yeah i'm not i don't know i'm not starting ryan Tannehill. like he had a three and a half started before so it wasn't like i was giving him this glowing praise against the jets anyways derrick henry though he is getting five stars call this lazy analysis or low hanging fruit or shooting fish in a barrel or throwing glass houses for people who live in rocks but um you, you know you've seen that commercial where derrick henry is dragging guys behind it like everywhere while he's running like on the treadmill through the mall whatever well he may just do that this week with the jets the Jets are giving up 23.1 fantasy points to opposing running backs. So five stars for Derrick Henry, who I believe is the RB1 in fantasy football right now. Half PBR scoring, of course. Let's keep moving. Like I said, we kind of I kind of talked about the receivers already. I have I had Julio with a three-star rating. I'm kind of bumping him down to more of like a two-star and, and a bench if he's like with um, even worse news potentially coming out. Having said all that, uh, stay tuned or tune in for our Sunday stream, which we do injury news. We do the Monday night matchup. We do last minute fantasy advice, which you can type into the chat. 
Um, people like to stop in and do that. So yeah, check Chris and I out for that. Um, it's every Sunday morning starting at 10 a.m. Central Time. We don't know where you live, so you have to do that math. The Dutch players... I'm benching a lot of them, man. I I just yeah. The the Titans may be giving up. I have 2100 fantasy points per game to the quarterback position, but I believe that is supposed to be 21.3 fantasy points per game to the quarterbacks. But let's not get too excited here. Zach Wilson is definitely capable of having a decent fantasy week, especially in garbage time here. But when you have a, a guy averaging 3.33 interceptions per game, 209 and a third rushing or throwing yards per game. He's averaging and two thirds of a touchdown per game. I'm I'm not done. I'm not not done. And, (laughs) and 55.3 completion percentage. That's a hard pass. Even two quarterback lead for Zach Wilson. Yeah. What were you saying? He's averaging over three interceptions a game. No, it's, it's 2.33 interceptions per game. Okay. Okay. Be I see where you get, like you didn't hear the first part. I, I got be, you. I got be you. There. Still I got my you. beating heart. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, if, I mean, it's over two. That's bad. It is. Yeah. But yeah, you shouldn't throw one, much less two point something. But yeah, I thought you yeah. said three point something. I was like, that's that's nope. two and a third. Two and a third interceptions per game. <laughs> okay. All right. So he's 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 bad. bad. He's real bad. He's yeah. real bad. He's real bad. Don't Took like it, yeah, it. Man, even in a two quarterback league, like I. I might even consider just dropping him, and maybe some other team might pick him up and start him. You know, he, like, he might be on the waiver in our in our superflex league. And I he believe he is because be. I dropped him. Oh, there you go. Uh, Michael Carter, um, the RB, not the cornerback, got the majority of the work out of the backfield um, this past week, but failed to do much with it. If you want to keep Carter on your bench as like kind of a wait and see sort of thing, be my guest. But the Titans are the Titans are the 12th worst against a run, allowing exactly 100 yards per game to running backs. But uh, I'm sorry, rushing yards per game. But uh, you're not starting Carter or any other Jets player this week. So, Chris, what's your first matchup, sir? My first matchup is the Lions at Bears. Let's get this stinger the tigers, out. Tigers, oh <laughs> No, I've got a little bit to go it's on tigers here. Uh, let's see. Uh, so let's start with the Lions. Uh, the quarterback and receivers in this offense aren't fantasy viable. Viable. The running backs, Swift and Williams, uh, and Titan Hawkinson dominate the targets with uh, 23, 14, and 22, respectively, on the season. And with the defense as bad as the Lions, there will be fantasy production to be had in negative comeback game scripts. Hawkinson is shaping up to be an elite option at the position, and Swift is looking like an Eckler-like option for former Chargers head coach and current Lions offensive coordinator Anthony Lynn. Uh, having said all that, I'm going to bench Goff just because you're going to have better options available uh, in most leagues. Uh, Chicago is also third best with uh, 11 sacks on the year. So that's that Goff is probably going to be running for his life uh swift is on pace for 107 catches kind of like a alvin kamara light you know in 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 the i guess prime of his career if he's not still there the bears seem to be more susceptible to the run versus the pass they give up 15th most uh to each respectively as far as fantasy points per 
not sure what I'm going with there. <laughs> but the bears just got. But the bears, <laughs> I'm but like, the bears, where is he going with this? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, but the bears seems more susceptible to run versus the pass. They give up the 15th most to each respectively as far as fantasy points per. So both the receivers and the running backs uh whatever but the bears just got ran all over by chubb hunt and the browns while ranking third in the nfl with 11 sacks so clearly they are better versus the pass and the lions will run as i said they run uh, the offense through two backs and hawkinson lions are 10th best with a 4.5 yards per attempt four stars for swift and 3.5 for mr jamal williams other uh, receivers i mean when you're Wide receiver with the most targets is Khalif Raymond. You know, there's trouble. Uh, Cephas has two touchdowns, but, you know, I'm going to bench all the wide receivers here. Uh, Hawkinson. Uh, Bears give up the ninth fewest points to tight ends as far as uh, fantasy points. Uh, but Hawkinson is the tight end three over Waller, and that's after a stinker versus the Ravens the past <laughs> week. Proceed with confidence this week for a bounce-back performance as Goff gets the ball out quickly, so a little bit more intermediate passing game. 4.25 stars for the former Hawkeye tight end. On to the Bay... Yeah, there you go. On to the Bears. Uh, the, Bear managed, the Bears managed a measly one passing yard and 46 rushing yards in the Cle uh, versus the Cleveland Browns last week. Justin Fields' starting debut was nothing short of disastrous, but this Lions defense might be just the shot of confidence the rookie quarterback needs. Uh, yard, uh, the Lions ranked 10th worst in passing yards allowed with 809 and seven passing touchdowns puts them at sixth worst, all while giving up the 10th most fantasy points to the quarterback position. I think the Bears have an easier time with the Lions defense and get something going, but still I see more. Let's just hope uh, he can do it. Uh, that's as far as fields go. Let's just wait and see, though. I hope uh, he can help out the fantasy weapons this week. So I'm going to go and stay with a bench rating for fields. Uh, David Montgomery, uh, the Lions give up the fifth most fantasy points to the running back position. I'm going to give him 3.75 stars. Alan Watt Robinson even. is the wide receiver 67 on the season. The Lions gave up huge days to Debo, uh, catching nine of 12 targets for 189 yards and one touchdown, and Devontae Adams catching eight of nine targets for 121 y yards. So I like Robinson to get loose here a bit and potentially score 3.25 stars, top 24-ish. Uh, Darna Mooney, until I see more from Fields, I'm benching Mooney and uh, Cole Komet. And that's the uh, that's the Lions at Bears. You want a fun fact? I'm not going to quote the I'm not going to quote the actual percentages, but Darna Mooney is actually leading Allen Robinson in snap percentage. For the, He's for also the Bears. leading him in fantasy, I believe. Uh, I believe so. I, I, I came across it. Well, I just mentioned Robinson was the 67th. Uh, Mooney's higher than that, last I checked. Yeah, he's in like the 40s, I think. I yeah. can't remember. I'm not going to yeah, look it up so I, I'm, I'm hoping for more from Fields. If I don't see it, yeah, red flags are flying. Let's, oh, and I and some gosh. of it's the Bears' offensive line, too. So it's not just Fields. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was oh, sacked uh, nine you know, times. Going, going back to that one passing yard, technically that was 68 passing yards from Fields and 67 yards lost on nine sacks. So I think the jury is yeah. absolutely still out on Fields, given that he couldn't – that most quarterbacks that's been in the league for 10 years can't deal with nine sacks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, he's losing so. like almost nine yards of, or like, what is that? Like six yards a sack, you know, like, just, yeah. anyways, 
ludicrous. Yeah, I think they were. I, I wonder if I wonder if the Browns were just like. And I saw a highlight that Miles Garrett had his day, had um, ate Justin Fields for lunch. But I'm like, I wonder if the Browns were just like doing heavy blitzing just to be like, hey, it's rookie, it's a bad offensive line. Let's just blitz him and see what happens. And I it think, just kept working and working I, I, and working and working. I think defenses and defensive lines target certain guys on the opposing offensive line more than we have time to research or give credit for. Let's move on to the Indianapolis. My, oh, I'm sorry. Let's move on to my stupid Indianapolis Colts and the Miami Dolphins. Carson Wentz. He's the he's the he's the quarterback twenty four so far this season, averaging only fourteen point eight nine points per game. According to this site that I stumbled upon, um, the undroppables.com, the Colts offensive line is actually they have the Colts offensive line ranked fourteenth in pass protection and ninth overall. But here's the thing about that. That's Quentin awful. Nelson just sprained his just sprained his ankle and he's oh, and he's also goodness. dealing with the back injury. Braden Smith is has out all year. or has been so far. So I'm staying away from Wentz for the foreseeable future, and pretty much the rest of the Colts' offensive players are. I mean, and 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 until the Colts' offense, I have uh, the rest of the Colts' injured offensive players. Sorry, bit of a tongue twister there for some reason. Um, the i.e. the Quentin Nelsons, your Braden Smiths, your T.Y. Hiltons. Until they can get healthy, there is a chance that the Colts can have like a midseason resurgence once all these guys get healthy. I mean, Wentz included too. He's dealing with two sprained ankles somehow. Um, but until then, I, I'm just. Oh, I'm sorry. And to further illustrate my point here, um, the Dolphins are along the 11th few of fantasy points to opposing uh, quarterbacks with 17.7 points per game. So one star for Carson Wentz and probably more of a just drop him for now sort of thing. Worry about him in a couple of weeks when maybe like the big bye weeks roll around. Um, speaking of the uh, the undroppables.com uh, the, and the Colts offensive line, I'm not sure exactly what kind of level the Colts offensive line is pl- playing at, but mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor has had some good plays this season, but I'm wondering if there's, he's sometimes getting game scripted out, you know? Um they're just getting down big, and then therefore they're bringing Naeem Hines, the guy who is the better pass catcher between – Jonathan Taylor's a good pass catcher. Don't get me wrong, For but sure. he's not Naeem Hines level. He's not on the field and in these the, situations, yeah. Yep, and and so, and sometimes part of the problem, too, is that Naeem Hines is getting some goal line looks, too. He's a smaller guy, and I wonder if they're just kind of trying to keep Jonathan Taylor healthy for you know the, the stretch of this longer season here, too. Um, yeah. And so, anyways, uh, Jonathan Taylor is averaging forty nine point five percent of the team's offensive snaps, while yeah. Hines is getting forty five forty five point six. Um, I'm not here to rub it in anyone's face, but I was. This is kind of what I was really scared about with Jonathan Taylor. Not so much the defense wise, but just splitting time and the fact that, like, you know, I maybe down the, the stretch, like he, like it. last season, he was, um, you know, really good down the stretch there, but. Until then, I don't know, man. I'm giving them three and a half stars here. It's the Dolphins are giving up the sixth most rushing yards with 136 point, 136 rushing yards per game, and the second most fantasy points to wide receiver to running backs. But and so he, Taylor has a shot of being useful here. He's been dealing with a bit of a hamstring injury, I think it was. Um, but yeah, I'm giving him three and a half stars. Naima Hines gets the three stars, while the majority of Hines's production has been through the air, and that's how how he does score the majority of his fantasy points. He did get a rushing touchdown last week. The snake. As I mentioned, it's a good matchup for the Colts' backs, but I'm staying away from all of their pass catchers. 
let's move on to the Dolphins and Jacoby Let's. I like to start at the quarterback position. The revenge game. After the Colts just tossed Brissett aside like an old shoe, he's back and he's all about the, the controversial roster move of yeah. Jacoby. <laughs> Last week in his start against the Raiders, he completed 65% of his passes. He didn't have a touchdown, but he did run one in. So there's always that threat with Jacoby. Even though he's not much of a runner, he can do some short yardage stuff. He's a stuff big body whatever. guy. Um, it's kind of the same song with, with Brissett as, you know, everywhere he's been. He's got an arm on him. He really does, but he's just a dink and dunker. Um, he, his intended air yards per pass attempt is just 6.8, which is not very good. Um, the plus side is that the Colts are giving up the eighth most points to the quarterback position with 21.9 points per game. I'm going to give Brissette a two and a half stars, but only in like a super flex kind of two quarterback league sort of thing. You're not doing it in one quarterback league. Miles Gaskin, yeah. three and a half stars. He's only averaging 8.5 points per game, but there's hope this week. The Colts are somehow allowing the fifth most rushing yards with 143 yards Dang. per game and or 18.2 points per game to the, to the position. Problem with Gaskin is that he's only on the field for roughly half the time, so I'm giving to give him three and a half stars. He's been kind of a disappointment so far with that eight and a half points per game, but you know, and you maybe don't have much better. The running backs in general have not really been all that great this year so far. Um, I mean, overall, not really. More on that later. Yeah, yeah, more on that later. Jalen Waddle. I've got, I've got something when you're done with your matchup. Actually, go. Ahead. Um, sure, sure. Jalen mm-hmm. Waddle. The Colts are giving up eleven or thirty-one point nine fantasy points to opposing wide receivers, which is the fifth worst in the NFL. Yeah, stupid Colts, stupid Colts. Um, Brissett did target Waddle thirteen times last week. Thirteen times. Waddle caught twelve of them. Twelve. The only problem with that is he hit his four fifty-eight scoreless yards. Goodness. <laughs> I don't want to be hyperbolic here, but if, with that level, with that level of targets, even with the dinks and the dunks, sign me up. I'm gonna give Waddle four stars. It wow. may not be a sexy game for Waddle, but he does have some uh, yards after the catchability and everything, especially against the Colts' corners here. Rocky Yassin has been the Colts' best corner this season, but I'm guessing that they put Xavier Wood rode some for mistakenly on to Waddle. Like I said, four stars for him. Mike Gusecki, speaking of big target volumes, 12 targets for Gusecki last week. What he's a, a tight end dart throw, so he gets the three stars. He's The Colts are only giving up 5.4 uh, fantasy points per game to the tight end position, but they haven't really played a whole lot of good tight ends either. So, you know, right. what was your uh, fun factor or whatever that you want to say? Could I ask you a quick question back on your notes there? What was uh, Jonathan Taylor's snap percentages? I believe you gave it. 40 or 50 something? He is at 49 and a half, and Naeem Hines is at 45.6. What would what would you guess Nick Chubbs is? I think yeah, he's I, at like 69, 70%. 53% average. Isn't that insane? Doesn't surprise me. How it just illustrates, like, you mentioned the Colts defense is bad. The Browns defense is good. Like... The opportunity, but it's not, Chubb, it's not elite like everyone thought well, it was Chubb, going to be. Chubb is definitely not being uh, uh, game scripted out. Furthermore, he's much, much. He's been much more efficient. So it points to the offensive mm-hmm. line and the defense he's, of the Colts. He's a really, really good running back. And of dude. course, we consider Chubb more talented, but that's also a little like prisoner of the moment too. Like, 
It's not good, looking good for Taylor, man. I'm 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 a little worried. As you said, I think at the I think I cursed him the... by getting a jersey. Oh, did you? <laughs> I was going to say, as you did at the top of your matchup, you know, you 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 expressed as much that we're concerned. So, I believe Stupid I'm Colts. up with the. Speaking of the Browns, Browns at the Vikings. Let's start with the quarterback position. Baker is nothing more than a streaming quarterback, and this should be a great week to stream him. I like him as a low-end quarterback one and certainly a top-tier QB two in Superflex. The Vikings are six worth worst, both in terms of fantasy points given up to the quarterback position and the most passing yards given up. Uh, 3.75 stars for Baker. Nick Chubb has been fantastic. The Browns are second in the NFL with 524 Dang. rushing yards, and Chubb is the RB8 on the season. This is all with that snap percentage, folks. 53. Uh, his backfield mate Hunt is the RB7. Yeah, that's right. He's better than him in fantasy terms right now. He had a huge game uh, last week. Hunt is the RB7 after a huge game this past weekend. Hunt and Chubb are coexisting, and this Vikings defense shouldn't pose a threat to that. They aren't great versus the run, 12th worst versus uh, in terms of rushing yards, and 19th worst in fantasy points given up to the running backs. And as we all know, the Browns will and can run on everybody. Five stars for Chubb, four for Hunt. Odell Beckham Jr. came back, five for nine, uh, uh, caught five of nine targets for 77 yards and one rush for 10 yards in week three. To Josh's point, they didn't seem to be holding Beckham back too much. He played 64% of snaps to uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, 65%. And of course, Browns run a lot of two tight end sets, so that's why you're seeing a 64 and 65% snap share from their quote top two wideouts because uh, apparently they like i said run a lot of two and three tight end wide uh sets mm-hmm. Jumbo packages. Due, due to being a heavy run scheme uh, the vikings are giving up mm-hmm. the fifth most points to fantasy wideouts and with jarvis on ir i like odo beckham jr this week four stars donovan peoples jones is unstartable as far as i'm concerned as are the tight ends for the browns yeah as are as far as the tight ends are too Vikings. What about a what oh, about ahead. a speculative? Um, I'm sorry, I thought you were done. Um, what about a speculative Anthony Schwartz? I do like Schwartz. It's add just it's like it's bench. Uh, don't don't top. start, but just add a bench. I actually have him up right here. Uh, that's a 35 percent snap share last week, so that's my Never concern. Mind. Yeah, <laughs> uh, looked better in week one and two, and I did like what I saw in week one when I happened to watch that game. So, but you know, in terms of most twelve team or redraft, yeah, steering clear. I said never mind. Ah, Let it go, man. I was wrong. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) On to the Vikings. Uh, Kirk Cousins has been on a touchdown streak. Uh, That kind of suggests a touchdown regression is looming as we've established as Brown's defense is for real again. For Uh, those reasons, I'd like to look elsewhere in a single quarterback redraft. I'm going to give him two stars and probably barely keep him in the, and and keep him in the super flex conversation. But yeah, yeah, I just, I'm not, I don't think they play the defense like this yet. So, and, and again, I think you're overselling the Browns defense, but okay, keep going. Dalvin Cook, uh, the Vikings are a run first team that works very well with play action, and Cook is trending in, as we mentioned at the top of the show, after logging two limited sessions Wednesday and Thursday. Browns are only giving up 67 rushing yards per game. That's fifth best, but Cook is involved in the past game also, averaging five targets per game in the first couple of weeks. Uh, uh, Madison saw eight targets last week in relief of Cook. Cook also 74% snaps average for weeks one and two. So the usage mm-hmm. will be there. And the Vikings have shown before if Cook is back, he's back and they will lean on him. 
even in a tough matchup, Cook should deliver a high-end running back two slash low-end running back one performance, 3.75 stars. Uh, Alexander Madison just isn't in the conversation if Cook is going to be healthy, so we'll leave it at that. For sure. Adam Thielen, uh, speaking of touchdown regression, uh, he, uh, but seriously, I do prefer Jefferson this week despite Thielen's touchdown streak. Uh, he has uh, going in conjunction with Cousins. Uh, and don't get me wrong. They're a great duo, and they have, absolutely have chemistry together, but I'm leaning towards this being a tougher matchup, uh, a tougher test for the Vikings pass game. And Jefferson ends up getting most of the yards and targets to be had, so I'm going to give a measly 2.5 stars to Thielen. Uh, Jefferson has seen great target numbers consistently. Uh, like, he's not just averaging 10 per game. He's seen 9, 10, and 11 the last three weeks, uh, giving you an average of 10, of course. Uh, he's scored the last two weeks. I'm going to give him four stars. Uh, Tyler Croft has been a bit of a darling lately, a bit of a sleeper discussion, but right now he's dealing with glute and elbow injuries and didn't practice. Sorry, wins. who? Tyler Croft. Did I get his name wrong? And what position does he play for? Tight end. I'm sorry. Or, move on for the Vikings. You mean Tyler Conklin? Oh, thank you. Is there a there's Tyler another player Croft named Croft? The there, is he a tight end also? Yes, he is. All right. My apologies, folks. <laughs> Good it's catch, cool. Dodge. Um, he Conklin, to be clear, uh, has been a bit of a tight end sleeper, a bit of a darling. Targets are looking up, but yeah. he's dealing with gluten and elbow injuries right now and didn't practice Wednesday. I don't have a Thursday update for him, so that's important to mention. But I'm just going to, with the injury scare and that he's, like I said, an outside looking in, kind of a sleeper guy, I'm going to go and bench him. Mm -hmm. so, As you should. Exactly. Uh, but keep your eye out. You know, uh, so that's your Browns and Vikings. Okay, so how many points per game do you think the Browns are giving up to the quarterback position? In fantasy terms, right? Of course. Yep. Um, Just real quick. 18.8. 19.9. I'll start Kirk Cousins with 19.9. Their corners that you yeah. think are so vaunted. Greg Newsome is, right, is their best at 27, which is not bad, but then it's Troy Hill at 39 and Denzel Ward at 55. I don't just, I think you're overselling the Browns defense just a hair. Let's move on to the Washington football team versus the uh, the Falcons. That episode of The Simpsons never, like every time I see Atlanta Falcons, it's always the Atlanta Falcons. Anyway, um, Tyler, is it Heineke or is it Heineke? I'm not really I've sure. I've heard Heineke. And that's what okay, I'm going we'll with. go with Heineke yeah. then. Heineke is averaging 18 points per game right now, which is 1.9 less than um, Kirk Cousins. Just saying. Um, or then the Browns are allowing to the opposing quarterback. Um, that is being brought down um, by his. Uh, that is. That average is being brought down by his uh, week one mid-game appearance for the injured Fitzmagic. In his two starts, he's averaging 21.7 fantasy points per game. That's pretty good. Pretty good right there. He's rolling into a plus matchup with Atlanta defense, who is giving up 25 fantasy points per game, which is third most by any team. And uh, Taylor, I said, is it Taylor or Tyler? It's Taylor. Taylor. Heineke, no, I, I I'm, I'm butchering that, this know. poor chap's name. I'm butchering his name. Left <laughs> Taylor, right. it's right He's here, averaging 7.3 uh, uh, yards to his uh, targets, and which is not great, but not bad either. I'm going to give Heineke, Heineke, whatever, um, four stars. Let's move on to Antonio Gibson, who also gets four stars. Uh, the Atlanta defense is middle of the road, giving up 118.3 rushing yards per game to opposing teams. 
I don't see Washington Washington getting down too big in this game, so that should mean that J.D. McKissick isn't going to cut into Gibson's workload too much. Gibson is averaging 11.6 fantasy points per game. It's RB16 so far this season, which isn't great compared to where you draft him, but it's also not terrible either. You're not, like, cutting bait because he's not returning value or anything like that. Um, I don't, And I think this is going to be a day you won't regret uh, – starting a Mr. Antonio Gibson. Oh, let's move on to Terry McLaurin here. Hope he is so. averaging 8.3 targets per game, 77 yards per game, and a third of a touchdown per game. That's getting him to the wide receiver 22. Now, that is a little disappointing compared um he was more or less the wide receiver 10 off of most boards and a lot of drafts that was into. Terry McLaurin, though, could be getting some help from Curtis Samuel potentially coming back from injury this week, making his regular season debut. Atlanta's defense is giving up 26, 26 and a half fantasy points to opposing wide receivers, which is the 11th worst. I'm going to give Terry three and three quarter stars. It's Curtis Samuel, I'm giving him one and a half stars. He's in in the sense that I think he's a really good speculative ad. Hope if he does play this week, you can see what he does, does but he's still riding the pine for your fantasy, the bench, fantasy yeah, pine yeah. for your mm-hmm. fantasy team. Fantasy Logan pine. Thomas. <laughs> yep, the fantasy pine for your fantasy team. <laughs> Logan Thomas, I'm giving him four stars. For those of you bought into this Logan Thomas hype train, I'm like, I, I admit I was wrong on this guy. Like, he has paid off. He's not giving up yeah. you. He's not giving you elite numbers, but he is giving you nine point two points per game. And for your tight end that you was, I think it was like the sixth according to, sixth tight end off the board according to ADP, maybe seventh. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, he, right. like Six I said, seven, it's not yeah. elite, but um, a lot of that yeah, has been seven. his catching a touchdown in two out of his three games. But in the game that he didn't, in the game that he didn't score a touchdown, he scored seven fantasy points. So that's not that bad. The Falcons are giving up eleven point one fantasy points to the uh, to opposing tight ends. So give me Logan Thomas, Matt Ryan. Here's an interesting fact about the Washington football team. They are giving up 27.3 fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. I don't know what's going on with this defense here, but they were supposed to be a very vaunted defense. Well, especially the pass The thing is, and here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. If you look at the football team's schedule, they've faced a very good Herbie, Daniel Jones, who ran all over them, and Josh Allen, who more or less imposed his will upon them. Oh, goodness, yes, yes. Yeah, Matty Ice has a legit shot at finding the cracks in the armor here. And what was supposed to be a great defense this season, but and Washington has also given up 307 um, passing yards per game. So there's a chance for Ryan here, but he's not playing on the level that he used to play. I just, I think he has a real good shot here. So I'm giving him three and three quarter stars. It's Matt Ryan. Are you going to feel good about, are you okay? So are you going to start Matt Ryan over Kirk Cousins this week? With all those stats I just left off about Washington's defense not being all that great. Matt Ryan over yeah. Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. So. Yep. All right. Would you like to put your money where your mouth is? I was going to ask you the question when you were done Heineke or Kirk Cousins. Clearly, you're. Oh, I know. Heineke. I'm going Matt Ryan or Kirk Cousins right here. Uh, yeah. I'll take it. All right. We'll put it on the board when we're done recording. Just remind me at the end of the after recording. Um, Okay, so I'm going to lump Mike Davis and Cordero Cordero Patterson. The Falcons are averaging only 82.7 rushing yards per game. As a team, 
that is also like with all the other tertiary backs in this. Then it's surprisingly only the fifth worst. Now, Chris, just real quick, give me four mm-hmm. teams that you think might have be rushing for less yards than eighty-two point seven. Just real quick, real real quick. Just Chiefs, give me some four names. Four teams. Yep. Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Uh, gosh darn Jacksonville, except probably mm-hmm. not. And um, I am blanking Atlanta. We're talking about Atlanta, so uh, sorry. (laughs) One more, one more. Okay, one um, more. Tampa. Okay, you got one of the four. The four (laughs) that are worse than them is the New York Jets, the Green Bay Packers, the Tampa Bay Bucks, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. In that order. Okay. Steelers are the worst rushing team in the league right now. That's fine. What are the ba- mm-hmm. what are the Falcons are what are they doing but uh, uh, using their backs as short yardage pass catchers and for a lack of a better term and not to steal the footballers you know material but they are really like I couldn't think of a better term than they are running through the air here I really couldn't I like sure. I I've spent a couple That's days and a lot of thought on this oh it is there um, right it's kind of a joke That's right it is okay anyway yeah but I mean it's it's very it's a very apt statement though you know and so think yeah. of what the Lions did for more or less the entire of Stafford's career and it's just dink dunk dink dunk the the short yardage is is the their run game more or less um Patterson has actually been besting Mike Davis in the in the category mm-hmm. as far as as I don't know where I was going with that statement that went absolutely nowhere but I'm giving Patterson a low end flex grade of three stars and uh, I'm putting Mike Davis on the bench <laughs> Okay. That sentence like, that sentence literally goes nowhere. Um <laughs> I think we're both 0 for 1 as far as those type of things. Um go. I got a few more, but I but those I did on purpose. That one was accident. Uh mm-hmm. Calvin Ridley, I'm giving him four and a half stars. Ridley's got a good one this week. Um I don't remember the cornerbacks that Washington had last season. Kendall Fuller, I believe, is one of them, but he has definitely taken a step back, but is still their best cornerback and he's and he's ranked as pff's 42nd best corner there with an overall grade of 65 that's still top half but that's not good uh, so i'm gonna give calvin ridley four and a half stars you're not playing any other falcons wide receiver so let's move on to mr kyle pitts yeah. washington is only allowing 7.2 points per game to the tight end position but here's the the tight ends they've faced so far an aging jared cook Kyle Kyle Rudolph, who remember plays for the Giants now, talk about and anything. Dawson Knox. None of those guys are a unicorn level of talent. Pitts may may not be returning dividends on the draft capital that you put into him, but I think there are better days ahead. And and listen to this: Pitts snap percentages have only gone up since his week one start. Week one he had sixty eight, so week two sixty nine, and week three eighty four percent of the team's offensive snaps. He He's second on the team in receiving yards and tied for second in the reception category, too. This is all coming from a guy, this guy right here, who was not in on Pitts preseason. I'm giving him three and a half stars in, this week. And with, with you know, maybe I was wrong on Pitts. I, I can admit when I'm wrong. We'll see. We'll see. What's your next matchup, Chris? Speaking of Dawson Knox, I've got the Texans at Bills. Oh, wow. I really glossed over the Texans. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it's probably what no, I didn't. should do. What's that? 
I know you yet. didn't. I didn't <laughs> yet, but I'm about to. Now, the only name we're talking about is Brandon Cooks. Um, he's been he's on, on quite a tear. Uh, he's having a nice season. Um, what about um, it, what about all the turkey neck there? That that pic you photoshopped that picture. You I didn't. Me. I did not. I don't know how to photoshop. I, I you better am. put this in the sh- in the video too of of him. Like oh my, Davis <laughs> of his, Mills of his qu- oh quarterback my. Davis Mills. That is yeah, a so, long neck. How is he? So uh, again, Brandon Cooks is is just is, is a target magnet. He's the he's only, the only one, folks. He they're they're constantly going to be behind in games. Uh, he's a top 10 wide receiver. He's the wide receiver six. Uh, forgive me. So I'm going to give him against this Bills defense. Uh, get him in your flex at least at 3.75 stars. What? That's, yeah. Yeah. I know. Wow. I know. Okay. All about volume. All about volume. Um, is, that's, is Brandon Cooks going to hit 1,000 yards again this season? Yes, I think he's going to. It's his middle name. He cha- he literally went to the Giants Brandon and Thousand Yards Cooks. Yeah, I think it might be dude. It's receiving Cooks. <laughs> That's Brandon with an I. He changed it back to a O. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, onward to the Bills, because again, that's all the Texans uh, that we're talking about here. Josh Allen's detractors and naysayers had to eat some crow last week, uh, this week, uh, as Allen bounced back in a huge yeah. way versus what is supposed to be a good defense, as Josh alluded to earlier with the football team. No accuracy concerns with a 74.4% completion percentage, well over 300 yards, and four scores through the air, throwing one on the ground for good measure. Diggs, oh, however, yeah. di- Diggs, however, didn't see any of those four scores, and his yardage totals have been downright bad. Uh 69 yards in week one nice Nice. 60 in week two 62 in week three uh he is seeing although he is seeing 129 air yards per game uh that's fourth among wide receivers he is still seeing 10.3 targets per game and four red zone targets through three weeks yet no touchdowns so i again i'm going back to kind of statistical uh, bounce back, if you will. I like Diggs to end his scoreless streak versus the Texans and Allen to have another great fantasy day. Probably with another score on the ground for the quarterback, the Texans have allowed the second most rushing touchdowns with six and have already yielded three rushing scores to quarterbacks. That's five stars for Josh Allen. Uh, and I'm going to give four stars to Diggs. Forgive me for going out of order there uh, in position, but I thought it was important to mention the receiver. Uh, Singletary Moss, this is definitely worth some discussion. Singletary has seen his snap share decrease every week with a 43% versus 56% versus Moss uh, in favor. I'm sorry, in favor of Moss in week three. That's 43 mm-hmm. versus 56% in Moss's favor Thank last you. week. Maybe Moss just wasn't 100% in the beginning of the year, although it was called a healthy scratch. Uh, it's been a situation I've won- I haven't wanted to mess with, but I did drop a couple of uh, insignificant uh, bottom of the roster players for him in a couple leagues. Uh, the Texans are 15th, uh, are giving up the 15th most rushing yards. Actually, not an awful defense through three weeks. Um, they've given up five of seven targets per game two running backs so again that's them catching five out of their seven targets all the running backs are averaging that against the texans so there should be plenty of work for both backs in the high volume bills attack uh eileen moss's way with those six rushing touchdowns given up and hoping he's the goal line guy and gets a couple few targets here too so i'm gonna give four stars to moss moss three to singletary four stars Uh, yep yep i'm feeling froggy uh, on to all right, the... I got some old calls coming up, so that I'll, I'll give you that one. 
Yeah. That's cool. Speaking of uh, Taylor Heineken. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know it's Heineken. Uh, On to the other ancillary receiving weapons in Emmanuel Sanders, Beasley, and Dawson Knox. Uh, during Diggs' struggles, Emmanuel Sanders had a decent stretch and is worth an add in most leagues, averaging 6.6 targets per game and looking good doing it. I wouldn't expect two touchdowns every week, like in week three, but he seems to be the other wide receiver you want in a high-powered offense. With a great schedule coming up, including this week, uh, including this week, Texans, Chiefs, Titans, Dolphins, Jags, and Jets. Uh, he's currently the wide receiver 23, Emmanuel Sanders is. Uh, same kind of goes for Beasley, as he's uh, he is actually the target leader. And particularly in a full PPR, he's a decent add and a bye week fill-in. I'm going to give three stars for Sanders this week and 2.5 for Beasley. What about Dawson uh, yeah, no. <laughs> Just joking, man. You know, you're not starting. Yeah. You, you shouldn't even no. be on your roster. Uh, Dawson Knox has seen his targets increase every week and has scored the last two weeks. Houston gives up the fourth most points to the tight end position, making uh, my tight end sleeper of the week worthy of 3.5 stars for me. Yep, I just made up a tight end sleeper of the week on the fly. That's right. <laughs> I think you're being a little. I think you're being a little low on him. Oh yeah, yeah. I did pick him up. Uh, uh, I touch. Me, I, I, touch I, I touch low. I touch low. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to my guns there, but yeah, he's uh, definitely coming up in conversations. And uh, he's it's also Dawson Knox, who everyone has just been for like his entire like NFL career of like, oh mm-hmm. Dawson Knox, you know, blah blah. I think it's his, I think it's his fourth season with the Bills. Um, yeah, in his NFL career sure. too. So I mean, you know, like it could be breakout time, but I'm just it's been just he's be been kind of a ghost. <laughs> In a bad and good. Uh, anyways, Titans on his fourth one. Yeah, I think. Anyways, I think last um, year was, was that your third, matchup? Yeah. That was it. Yep, you brought you. I was just gonna say something about the Texans giving up eleven point nine fantasy points per game and being fourth overall in that. But yeah, you you hit it. Cool. Thank you. Let's move on to the New York Giants at the New Orleans Saints. This one's gonna be really quick, dude. This Do one, it. this one's, I, I really should have gave this one to you because I'm just like, Wait, I don't know. Like I was digging through it and I'm just like, what do I want to do with this? Um, Other than here, I'm going to start with Daniel Jones. It's all about pace. Let's go. It would appear that the giant staff are drawing up run plays for Daniel Jones in the, uh, he, he's been averaging eight attempts per rushing attempts per game and 54.7 rushing mm-hmm. yards per game. Um, Do, do you think that's based on that? That. <laughs> hilarious rush that run that he had last year where he had a touchdown and he just tripped absolutely they're like if it weren't just for the turf monster grabbing his toe (laughs) yeah right he would be be the next michael vick that's exactly (laughs) what their thought process was (laughs) Um, let's not go that far he's not going to drown any dogs or anything Last Ooh. week in a game where Jones lost Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard to hamstring injuries, he wasn't nearly as productive through the air. Um, the entire Giants off offense was off against the weak Atlanta defense last week. This week he's going up against the New Orleans D that's allowing just 10.8 fantasy points per game. That is second best. Two stars for Daniel Jones, maybe in a two-quarterback league, but that's about it. Saquon, oh, Saquon. Saquon, my Saquon. I'm giving you three and a quarter stars. He had a pretty good game against Atlanta, game but it wasn't the Ripper that you that I personally thought he would. Nolens is is allowing just ten and a half yeah. fantasy points per game to running backs. I kind of doubt you're sitting Barkley here, but it's not a good matchup, kids. It's could get ugly. 
I mean, the entire Giants offense isn't very good. I'm giving two and a quarter stars to Kenny Galladay. Kenny G may have some smooth routes, but he hasn't top nine fantasy points this season. Don't look for him to do it here either, folks. With Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton are maybe going to miss this week with their hammy injuries, like I mentioned already. That means that Galladay is consistently going to draw Marshawn Lattimore, who is PFF's number one uh, cornerback against wide receivers. He's really good, folks. Lattimore is after a dud last year of injury plague season last year. Lattimore is back so far this season. He's been playing elite level at the cornerback position. So Kenny Galladay, two and a quarter stars. I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on every other Giants player because they're either injured or I don't care. Jameis Winston, I'm giving you one star. You know why? Hey Chris, do you um do you like less than 150 passing yards and it's, maybe two touchdowns? Probably an interception from your quarterback. Do you like that? No, no thanks. No thanks. Yeah, me neither. Um, I think the Saints are scared of letting Jameis simultaneously unleashing his up and downsides. If you remember, Jameis can throw for 400 yards and three touchdowns, but also three interceptions too. Don't start Jameis Winston, folks, and maybe don't even have him on your roster. Alvin Kamara. The Giants are allowing 107 rushing yards per game. What when it matters? What it matters when it comes to Kamara's is receiving work. He currently leads the, the Saints in targets and receptions. Four and a half stars for Kamara. Hey Chris, um, do you want to do a quick check on that Kukumet versus Adam Troutman bet that we made? Would you like Kamet versus Troutman? Do you have it ready to go? Yeah, let's do it. I'm winning. There we go. What's your okay, next matchup? Great. <laughs> Real quick on Jameis, uh, I, I wanted to say people hopefully that hopefully box box score or not even box score people that only click on the fantasy points aren't forgetting that he threw for five touchdowns in week one and it has blown his numbers with uh, 148 uh, passing yards. I think it was it was insane. And secondarily, last week he completed a uh, Jameis where he is falling down and just like heaves it, but he completed it for a touchdown for goodness sakes to Callaway. I was like, if they didn't see that happen, how that happened, they would think that was a good play, you know, in the box score. So don't be fooled. Yeah, by that, it's, folks. It's, it's just, he just no he's puked there. it into Callaway's hands. Exactly. You know? <laughs> very well, very well said. All right, let's pick up the pace here. Let's go. Chiefs at Eagles. Pat Mahomes. I mean, come on. I'm hey, a uh, Chris, fan. can I interrupt yep. you for a second? Um, uh-huh. I just wanted to like not keep the pace up and just kind of no. dawdle a little bit. No, no, thank you. Okay, sorry. Pat Mahomes, come on. I'm a Dallas fan and I believe in them. Wait, this um, year, so this, hold on one second oh here, God, real would quick. You just I stop. Just... <laughs> Keep Pat Mahomes. I mean, come on. I'm a Dallas fan and I believe in them this year, but this Philly defense is bad. Mahomes is angry about his performance in week three and will have the ball a lot due to the inept Philly offense, and he will capitalize as five stars for Pat Mahomes. Onward to CEH, Mr. Allaire. We were all but ready to bury this guy. Then he turns around and has a 100-yard rushing day and chips in a score through the air. But he did fumble. But Andy Reid went right back to him, giving the young running back a vote of confidence. I think this Philly defense will be reeling, and Mahomes and the offense as a whole will be on a mission in what amounts to a must-win game on the road. Remember, they're one and two, folks. Meanwhile, CEH will see his share and probably scores 3.25 stars for Mr. Allaire. You're only giving him three and a quarter stars when he's getting a touchdown in there, too? Yeah. Have you seen his yardage totals? 
besides last week. Yes, I have. <laughs> I just, I just, I. Okay, man. Whatever. It's your matchup. We'll see where he ends up. Ty Hill. Tyrone Hill. Uh, Philly gives up the fewest fantasy points to wide receivers, and it did seem to bear Tyrone. itself out. Ty Hill. Whatever. Tyreek. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill gives up. Uh, whatever. Now you've got me all discombobulated. Tyreek Hill. Philly gives up the, the fewest fantasy points to wide receivers, and it did seem to bear itself out even in the Dallas game, where the emphasis on the Dallas offensive tack was the running backs and the tight ends. More on that later. But this is Ty Hill, and he will produce 4.25 stars in this matchup. Uh, I'm not playing Josh Gordon. <laughs> um, benching any other Chiefs wide receivers. Kelsey. Philly just gave up six catches, 80 yards, and two scores to Dalton Schultz. Kelsey still managed uh, seven, uh, catching seven out of 11 targets for 104 yards and the loss to the Chargers last week. I'm going to give Kelsey five stars because I'm not dumb. On to the Eagles. <laughs> Jalen Hurts. I was surprised to see Hurts' stats weren't as bad as I had thought. They actually weren't that bad. Uh, 25 out of 39 for 326 yards, two touchdowns, uh, and two picks to go along with nine rushes for 35 yards. But make no mistake, he wasn't good. Nonetheless, with garbage time and a negative game script and his rushing ability, he's a fine streamer this week. 3.5 stars. Miles Sanders. The game script of the blowout didn't help Sanders considering he isn't. The passing down's back last time I checked, but uh, to just, make matters worse, yeah. he only received two carries. That's more than four times less than his quarterback. <laughs> Still, the Chiefs are potentially the worst run defense in the league, giving up the second most yards with 481 and the most rushing touchdowns with seven, along with giving up the third most fantasy points to the position, keeping Sanders barely in the running back two conversation, albeit a tad risky because that floor, uh, 3.25 stars for Miles Sanders. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell, after uh, I'm sorry, averaging just 5.3 carries per game and 3.3 targets per game. I don't feel comfortable starting Gainwell. I'm going to leave him on the bench. Devonta Smith, uh, more of the same story with Smith here. Uh, he has to score to be viable, and you can't count on it with uh, Hurts' arm. I'm going to bench Devonta Smith. On mm -hmm. to the two, the tight end monster, Goddard and Ertz. Goddard leads the team with 66. I'm sorry, led the team with 66 receiving yards last week, but Ertz had more targets with seven and scored. So bench them all unless Shoot you're desperate. Shoot me in the head and just give me exactly a, just get it over with. <laughs> so just bench them unless you're desperate, and that is your Chiefs at Eagles. I, I I I will I will swear on my phone because I'm that's why I'm looking at the sec at the right the second that you said that Miles Sanders got four times less than you than the quarterback four times less carries than the quarterback hurts. That's nine to two. Sanders had two carries. What, <laughs> that, 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 there's a lot of work in that in that statement right there. I gotta really dig through it, <laughs> and it's and, and I'm not trying to. I, I, I just I just thought it was. I'm like, man, what is more than four hmm. times less? Brilliantly, so a brilliantly less than a quarter of of the work. Then yeah, that would I be got better. you. I was like, there, I was yeah, like, I had to do the better. math backwards. I'm like, oh, that's what he means. Okay. I'm like, that you're making my better. brain work, and I'm really tired, Chris, and I really don't appreciate it. <laughs> Less than a quarter. I like that better. Next matchup. <laughs> Next matchup. It's the... <laughs>
Oh, I am so tired. Anyways, uh, let's let's go on to the the Carolina Panthers at the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Sam Darnold, he's quarter, currently in the quarterback twelve on the season. He's averaging twenty one point four one fantasy points per game. That's that's rock solid, man. And this is a quarterback twelve with twenty over twenty one points per game. I'm down with that, man. Um, would you do go Darnold over Kirk Cousins this week? I was waiting for that same exact question. Um. Before I say everything else, probably yeah, I probably go Darnold over Cousins. It's it's not I don't I don't want to start either one though because I think pause the recording. Let me uh, let me get Darnold on my team. No, I'm just uh, let's. Okay, but it's very close because I think you're about ready to sell this Dallas defense short. But then again, I'm a Dallas fan, so go ahead. I don't know. I think you need to listen to what I have to say first, real quick. How about that? My pinky. Uh, so, like I said, Donald is currently in the quarterback 12. Um, this week, he's against Dallas D, who is allowing the league's second most yards through the air with 30, 330. That's nothing to celebrate. They're allowing oh. that many yards through the air. Oh, my bad. Um, but only the 12th most fantasy points to the position, to the quarterback position. Last week, where Donald didn't throw a touchdown, he instead ran two in. Darnold has had some some ball handling issues. He's had four fumbles so far this season. He's only lost one, um, but that's a bit of a cause for concern here. So I'm still going to give Darnold four stars in this matchup. Um, sorry, I, I I spoiled that for you, but that meant about Dak. Um, Chuba Hubbard, Chris, what did you what? did you? Yeah, Chuba Darnold's Hubbard got four stars, right? Yep. Okay. But there's potential that he could turn the ball over. Yeah. Um, but I'm still, dude. Twenty-one points per game. That's 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 a good four-star rating right there. Um, Chuba Hubbard, three stars. But I want to know, like, what was your, what were you putting, um, some, some fab bids on for Chuba Hubbard at all? Anything? Anything? Um, I put nine dollars out there. I lost to a ten dollar bid. I just I, oh, I don't nice. think that I was going to bring that up. Not not that you had nine, but that the winning bid was ten in that particular league. Uh, I was astonished to see that uh, Shauner won with a bid of ten. However, it's he was the type of player that is a two week rental, and yeah, for I, sure. Uh, you know, again, I think Dallas defense is decent um it's neither here nor there i guess but uh yeah i wasn't ready to put up a lot you know if i was in a position where i really needed running back maybe maybe an 18 dollar guy but i wasn't in a dire need in any one team where fab was involved i guess um so hubbard what i have written down here is i'm giving him three stars but it really should probably be more like a two and a half hubbard and cmc they do have some very similar characteristics and play style but Hubbard doesn't quite have that CMC electricity, like that kind of that. I don't know what it is about CMC, but like he's just like other guys are shaped as exactly like him and everything. But he just has that that it factor, and Hubbard's going to need that to go up against a Dallas D that is allowing only seventy point three rushing yards per game and ten point eight fantasy points per game. So. I'm hoping you didn't melt down your fab for Hubbard because, it, like you said, it's a spot tart spot tart a spot, spot start. start or or two for mm-hmm. hubbard and then it's probably back to cmc so i'm giving him i'm gonna change it to two and a half stars here dj moore he's shown that he's definitely Darnold's top receiver he leads the carolina wide receiving core with 82 error i'm sorry 81.2 uh, offensive snaps 
He has the most targets, the most receiving yards, and he also is PFF's fourth best wide receiver to cornerback uh, matchup this week. And that's even wow. going up against your vaunted uh, Trayvon Diggs or whatever that Joker's mm. name is in Dallas. I'm just, I'm, you, I'm giving you, you a hard time. You man. mean the but NFC giving... defense? You mean AKA the D- NFC Defensive Player of the Week? Great. Um, I'm gonna give DJ Moore four stars here. Terrace Marshall. Um, I he's worth he's a speculative ad here, um, and that's the only reason I'm I'm giving uh, that's the only reason I'm mentioning him here. The Panthers' next four opponents are the Eagles, the Vikings, the Giants, and the Falcons. Other than maybe the Eagles, those secondaries are not very good. So this was also written maybe right after that Dallas game on Monday night. So you know the stats weren't in on it and everything. But the Eagles up until that point had been playing really the corners had been Edmund, playing really yeah. well. So you know. And even even in that game, it was mainly Dalton Schultz and everything, which I'm about to bring up too. It, the the wide receivers in that game really didn't no. do a whole lot. Um uh, off the top of my head, it was like four or five targets here, there, and yeah. it was okay. Anyways, when, let's when, move yeah. on to Dak here. The and I'm gonna I'm gonna I want you I wanna go through get through all this. Just hold your comments till the very end. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just let me get through this. The Panthers are allowing the fifth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks here. 13, the least amount of passing yards, 146 um, passing yards per game, and the fewest real-life football points to opposing teams of 10 points per game. These amazing defensive stats are going to be put to the test this week. Here's the opposing quarterbacks that the Panthers D have faced. Rookie Zach Wilson, terrible. Jameis Winston, we've covered him in his... Lack of mediocrity uh, recently. Turkey neck Mike Lennon. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Davis Mills. Um, <laughs> that's um, what what the what the hell is an opposite of a murderer's row? I, I I figured it out. I figured it out. It's a column of kittens. The exact opposite of a murder uh, murderer's row is a column of kittens. That's a column of kittens. The Panthers have faced at the quarterback position. Dak is better than them kittens at QB. I'm going to give him three and. Three and a quarter stars. Sorry, that's three and three quarter stars. Three and three quarters, gotcha. Yeah, and it's just in case the Panthers D is really that legit. Just in case. Mm-hmm. Um, Zeke so far this season, uh, he is out snapping Tony Pollard three to one-ish, like somewhere in there. Uh, Zeke has more rushing yards, similar passing, pro- uh, receiving production, and passing, but s- receiving production. And he has a bigger contract. Zeke ain't going anywhere, and neither should you. Um, because of this whole Pollard manure about how Pollard's better than Zeke and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, that has hopefully been put to rest for now after last week where Zeke had a pretty decent, pretty decent game. The Panthers did hold Alvin Kamara to only five fantasy points in week two. But that was yep. they but they did that to the entire Saints offense that played like dogs in the back of a van. Um, so I'm gonna give Zeke three and a half stars here. Hopefully you got that that comparison there. Sure, um, I did. CD Lamb. Hey Chris, um do you happen to know who has more fantasy points? CD Lamb or Mari Cooper? CD Lamb by this point, I'm sure. It is CD. Uh PFF has both CD and Amari with just average um uh, matchups against against their respective cornerback rating, but with Amari giving the slight edge, so I will give, despite my gloating, CD the Point three and a half stars points to make that clear. 
That's the difference between the two in fantasy points. How many? 0.9 points. It's not more even than a whole point. It is. It's more than that. Um, despite my gloating, I'll give CD the three and a half, and I'll give Amari Cooper the 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 slight edge of three and three quarter. On to Dalton Schultz. Uh, Chris, you posted in the Discord server very annoyingly while I was at work, gloating that you were watching the game, and I was stuck being a workaholic at work. That um, it went. By the way, you can check out in the show notes to get a link to our Discord server, and uh, feel free to join in and join the chatter and everything. Um, you mentioned that he, you thought that Schultz was a starter and getting the majority of the tight end work for your boys. Would it surprise you if I told you you were right? It would surprise me that those words escaped your lips. It doesn't surprise <laughs> me that it happened. It doesn't surprise me that it happened that I was right. Although I think the snap percentage <laughs> might still be very close, but go ahead, go ahead. I'm not done yet. Schultz has outsnapped Blake Jarwin every single game so far this season. Although Schultz has more targets, catches, yards, and touchdowns than Blake Jarwin. Did I see? Did you see what I get, did there? I was trying to mislead you a little bit and think that gotcha. Jarwin was better. Although it's really actually Schultz, and you were absolutely right. And you can um, go fly a kite. Next matchup: Seahawks at Niners. Russell Wilson uh, has seen his touchdowns cut in half each week. Four, two, then one. He only has 32 rushing yards. The Niners gave up three touchdowns to Jared Flippin' Goff in week one, though, but held Rogers, uh, Aaron Rodgers to his two scores and a nail-biter last week. Wilson averaged three touchdowns last season versus the Niners, but one of those was a two-touchdown, 181-yard performance. Still, Wilson remains a quarterback one, and due to some top quarterbacks having some tough matchups this week, he's pushed up a tad, keeping him just within quarterback one territory with 3.75 stars. Chris Carson, as he usually does when he's healthy, has quietly become an RB1 on the season. Barely. He's wait, the wait, RB12. Really? <laughs> yeah, he's RB12. He's no, averaging okay, a robust... Keep going. I'm going to look this up. He's averaging a robust 4.9 yards per carry and averaging one, touch, one touchdown per game. The Niners aren't doing that well versus the run, having given up 10th most rushing yards on the season with 367 and huh. coming off an 82-yard one-touchdown performance versus Aaron Jones. I like Carson this week as a solid high-end RB2, low-end RB1, 3.75 stars. DK Metcalf. DK finally had a wide receiver one type of week with his 16.7 fantasy points. He scores and gets over 100, 100 yards for the first time all year. He is the wide receiver 16 on the season. Not the top five guy some were hoping for. This is exactly what the detractors were worried about. Not enough volume and a run-heavy attack with a dynamic wide receiver on the other side. In week 17 last year versus these same nine Niners, DK was not the guy to have with three catches and 21 yards, while Lockett had 12 catches, 90 yards, and two touchdowns. But quite the opposite when they met in week seven last year where he grabbed 12 catches, 161 yards, and two touchdowns. Throw your hands up. I don't know. Let's get Lockett in here real quick before we get stars for both of them. Can I can I can I say something real quick before you continue? Is that the 49ers cornerbacks are a little bit different than they were last year. So I'm not saying that this is potentially a better matchup for DK. It's just that like mm -hmm. it's not quite the like apples to apples. It's more of like he's, an he's also having a worse year than he was last year. Yeah, that's for that's for sure. That's I'm for glad sure, I yeah. I'm glad I never had a chance on DK in any drafts this season. I would have I would be pulling. Okay, you, I would you be would pulling have him my on beard your squad. Out. Yeah, you you'd have him on your team. You had him relatively high, but that's neither here nor there. You're 
your draft worked out. Uh, well, we were waiting on the Lockett Dud game, and there it was versus the Vikings in Week Three. He got injured, uh, right? Well, I mean, it's kind of his thing, though, isn't it? Uh, he did not practice Thursday. Uh, he did come back in to that game, though. If you didn't True. realize that, uh, nope, the Niners are without their best corner and Jason Verrett, along with potentially their starting slot That's... corner. Lockett plays at Lockett plays out of the slot much more than DK, but Lockett suffered a knee injury last week, as we just said. Uh, but he did return. Uh, that will cause me to just lean DK over Lockett this week. I'm going to give four stars to DK and three to Lockett. Gerald Everett has been an okay touchdown dependent tight end dart throw, but was put on the COVID list Wednesday. Worth oh. keeping an eye on. There are probably better options out there. You know, whatever you want to call that, a one and a half stars. That's for, I don't even almost a bit. Three stars. I guess. Tight end dart throw. No, not even. I don't even. I don't think because oh, really? the, because of the COVID thing on top of his targets. I just don't think it's that good of a throw. He has been was my statement. He has. But what been if okay. Lockett doesn't play? That's a good point. Then absolutely. Let's talk three stars. In. Yeah, I'm sorry. Assuming That's Lockett doesn't play, he gets off the COVID whatevers and, you know, okay. Tight end guard throw. Yeah. Yeah. There's a sure. lot of ifs Those... in there. <laughs> I was gonna, just going to say that before moving along. On to your matchup, uh, Josh. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. Niners. Didn't do the Niners portion of this. My apologies. Tell me some good uh, news about Elijah Mitchell. I need it for my dynasty squad. <laughs> Jimmy G slash Trey Lance. I put the slash just to get a quick comment in here about Trey Lance. Jimmy G, uh, Jimmy G struggled last week with two turnovers before bringing the Niners back temporarily if he is going to play turnover prone football that leash is going to get shorter and shorter with lance breathing down his neck uh lance is just unexplicably scored like every time he's touched the ball the players are drawn but up for and i'm not i'm not insinuating this is happening this week or anything i'm just okay, saying if thank you jimmy if jimmy g struggles again that leash will get shorter and shorter the more time that goes on and he's already platooning trey lance in i'm not claiming that trey lance uh. is it's very limited packages. Let's put it that way. Let's move on to the running back, Eli Mitchell. Mitchell should win his job back if healthy since Sermon was underwhelming with 10 carries for 31 yards and one touchdown uh, in week three versus Green Bay. That's 3.1 yards a carry, Chris. That's that's amazing. <laughs> right. Uh, the Seahawks give up the most better. fantasy points to running backs and the third most rushing yards. So it should be a nice game to get going. Uh, if he does go, I think he's he's, he's trending towards going being in uh, 4.25 stars. Uh, I'm going to go and bench Sermon. We don't want any of the running backs in here. No. Uh, assuming Mitchell's uh, good to go. I mean, if it is Sermon, I'm going to. It's not going to be 4.25 stars. Let's put it that way. No. Uh, Debo uh, struggled a little versus the Packers, but still got a ton of targets. He's averaging 10 Injured. targets per game. And, oh yeah, did he? Mm-hmm. He's still averaging 10 targets per game, so he's still like was in long Keep enough going, to get look it up. that many targets. And I did not include him in the beginning, I don't think. Uh, but no, you probably left the game. He did temporarily, I know, left the game. I know that. I just don't know for how long. Uh, where were we? 10 targets per game, and it's still the guy you want besides Kittle. Uh, Seattle is just not very good defense overall, giving up the 8th most fantasy points to wide receivers and the 7th most passing yards. I think Debo is the wide receiver to play this week, despite Ayuk, sh Ayuk showing up last week with uh, four catches, one touchdown, but only 37 yards. I like Debo moving forward still, thanks to his usage slash targets. 4.5 stars for Debo. Ayuk, a very desperate flex of two stars. Um, I didn't give Kittle a rating. How dare I? Uh, Kittle is going to be in your lineup. Uh, let's give him a solid four stars this week. My apologies. I don't accept your apology. 
<laughs> but I'm a jerk. So whatever. Um, exactly. Yeah, he did leave the game and then he kind of came back and I was like, I was like looking at all these alerts on, on Sunday, you know, because my dynasty roster is very banged up and very kind of average at best, but like Lockett got injured, Devo got injured. And I'm just like, oh, just, just, just gonna, yeah. Anyways, um, let's move on to the Arizona Cardinals at the Los Angeles Rams. Josh's game of the week, dude. If this game isn't on regular TV this week, I will be a stranger at a bar. I know that sounds weird, but a stranger nonetheless. At I haven't a done bar. that forever. I haven't done that forever. Maybe I will too. If I, I have to. dude, I want to watch this game. Like I wanted to watch the Rams Bucks game last week, and it wasn't on regular TV. But I had other things I really needed to kind of do, and. As as much of a turd sandwich as this week has been at work, I'm glad I didn't go out and have some drinks. So, anyways, um, Chris, I gotta I gotta admit, I I really didn't want the Cardinals again, and I thought I gave them to you, but uh, for for reals here, I I don't think I've had the Cardinals really... or Dallas. We'll work on that next. You've week. had Dallas, oh, and, but you have not had the Cardinals, one. and I I have a written down here over here oh, that I, I am not a Cardinals yep. slash Kyler Murray fan. I am not. This is by complete accident. I promise you. Um, no five star rating for Kyler this week. None. I promise you that. Kyler's been five. He's been he's been going through a bouncy house of opponents. Man, that that one didn't really land at like the corner, like the column of kittens. But um, uh, anyways, regardless, um, but here's here's the defenses that Kyler has faced so far are not so good. So here come the Rams. Um, surprisingly, the Rams are giving up the eighth most passing yards to um, to you know opposing quarterbacks uh, with two hundred eighty one point three per game. Kyler Murray five stars. Uh, so, sorry, 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 sorry. Habit, habit, habit. The Rams are allowing a 19.2 fantasy points per game, but are in a seven-way tie for the second-most rushing touchdowns with two allowed so far in the season. So, you know what that means. Five stars for Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm really tired, Chris. I'm really tired. That We're not giving Kyler Murray five stars here. He what is averaging... You? He is the quarterback one on the season so far this year, though. And he is mm-hmm. averaging 29.73 fantasy points per game. I don't think he's going to be getting that many this week. For realsy, if uh, DeAndre Hopkins has been dealing with a rim injury, he played through it last week, but he was kind of more of a decoy and um, Christian Kirk and uh, Rondell Moore and even AJ Green were really kind of the benefactors of so. So if Nuke does go, I'm going to give Kyler four stars. For reals, four stars, not five, four. Four star, four stars. Um, if Nuke doesn't play, I'm going to bump Kyler down to three and three quarter. Um, but it sounds like he's going to, even at, even in a decoy fashion. Chase Edmonds, I'm going to give him two stars, three if Nuke doesn't play, um, mainly because the Rams are allowing 15 and a half fantasy points per game to opposing running backs. Edmonds is on in on 62.4% of the team's offensive snaps, but it's not the greatest matchup this week. And if, like I said, if Nuke can't go, there might be an uptick in, in some receptions for Edmonds, so I'm going to give him the edge. Um, you're not relying on James Conner and his two rushing touchdowns that he got last week. Mm-mm. If DeAndre Hopkins does play, he's got, he's only getting three and a quarter stars. Jalen Ramsey is good. 
He's so good. He's the PFF's third best cornerback in all of football. We all know that. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know, man. I'm not, I don't know if you can really trust DeAndre Hopkins this week. You're probably not going to bench him. If you do and he scores and he, he scores single digits, I I want to hear from some people about this for reals. Um, but he's DeAndre Hopkins, and you never know. Christian Kirk, despite being in on only 58.4% of the Cardinals snaps, Kirk is outscoring Nuke. I mean, a lot of that is because of last week. But this isn't the week to get Christian Kirk. Even if Hopkins doesn't play, it's still a bad matchup for all of the Arizona wide receivers here. A.J. Green, Rondell Moore, you know, Christian Kirk, Nuke. The Rams are pretty stacked at the cornerback position, even in like the slot corner, too corner so yeah don't get cute with christian kirk i'm gonna give him like he has been scoring well over the last couple of weeks not so much in week one but or is it week two i can't remember um two out of his three weeks have been really good i'm gonna give him a two star it's more of a desperation flex sort of play you know that sort of thing let's move on to matthew stafford so far the the cards are that would be the arizona cardinals are allowing only 15.6 fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. But Kirk Cousins had 25.3 points against the Redbirds in week two. So I think there's a very good potential for, and dude, I got to admit, like Matthew Stafford is probably my favorite quarterback in the league. Yes, I know he's not Kyler Murray, but, you know, dude, it's, it's Stafford. Like he has been for a while now, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, because of that, maybe I'm a little biased here, but I'm going to give him four and a quarter stars. Like the Cardinals defense ain't all that in a bag of chips. Man, that's a really old statement. That one, I did not write that down, but that's a really old phrase. Um, the Rams running backs, according to Turf Show, sh- TurfShowTimes.com, a new one that I came up across this week, McVay expects Daryl Henderson to play against the Cardinals Sunday. With Sony, but with Sony Michelle gaining 67 uh, yards on 20 carries last week, it sounds like the Rams could really kind of platoon the the workload uh, amongst their running backs in order to give Henderson a lighter workload. And do do not forget, folks. And this is maybe narrative, a speculative narrative here, but uh-huh. the Rams are going to play next Thursday too. So they're going to play Sunday, this coming Sunday, and then Thursday as well. So maybe. They're they're going to I think they're going to work Henderson in if they have to, but if they're they get up big early or if they get down early big, it's going to be Sonny Michelle out there, not Henderson, to give Henderson some time to heal. Cooper Cup, as I said earlier, maybe we I said that before we started recording. He is the wide receiver one on the year so far. He is outscoring every single running back and half PPR scoring. I I'd have told you that I, I, it was this is mildly surprising, but with Stafford out there, I mean, dude, Cup is getting open and he has been great. Like he's really good. I'm only giving him four and a quarter stars here because the cards, you know, they can kind of give him some. I didn't say anything about Robert Woods. That's very weird. Who Woods has not really been all that. I'm going to be like a chips. What a terrible, what a terrible phrase, by the way. I'm sure you terrible. loved saying it back in the day. I bet you did. You did, I did. Didn't you? I did. But to be fair, because I'm old and I was How a child. How are we friends? Of, uh, 
I was oh, a child how, of the eighties. How are we freaking friends, dude? I mean, I, it wasn't like a thing for like ever. It was just like, yeah, it was a thing for. But a minute. there was a couple of years, like back in like two thousand, it was like all that in a bag of chips. And even then, I wanted to like punch people in the face. Well, you, um, you, Robert you, you Woods, wanted, he's but he's you a, like to do that a lot, so. He doesn't run around. I, I haven't people punched in someone the in the face in a very long time. But you run around wanting to. A lot. Fair That's what I was saying. <laughs> Don't punch yeah. people in the face, folks. It's not good. You shouldn't. Yeah, you shouldn't hit people. It's 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 a real thing. Don't, yeah, we were don't just do kidding. It. We were just kidding. Wanting and doing are two completely different things. Um, Robert Woods, he is the wide receiver, forty nine on the year. He has not returned value. He was getting drafted before Cooper Cup and Stafford. Like I like I said with uh, like in the Cooper Cup bit right there. Cup is getting open consistently. I don't know what it is that McVeigh is doing or Cup is running or the audibles that Stafford is like, but Stafford and Cup are like completely in sync. And Robert Woods is just kind of an afterthought in this offense. And so far, so far, at least I'm not saying that this can't turn around and, and Woods can, and, and Stafford can develop some chemistry through the, um, throughout the season. I mean, like in, what was it 2019 um or was it 2018 like or, or, i'm sorry 2020 like cup started out good and then woods kind of came along and, and ended up being like the better one down the stretch but mm-hmm. um yeah until then i mean i'm just gonna give woods like a, a, a flex grade you know like it's sorry i'm trying to be quick here but you know it's he just i mean at eight and a half eight point six fantasy points per game like that's flex at best for now until he can prove it. Tyler Higby, he's in on 90.9 of the team's offensive snaps. Wow. I mean, he's averaging only seven and a half fantasy points per game, but when you're in on just like 90% or more of the team's offensive snaps, eventually targets should be coming your way. So I'm going to give Higby three and three quarter stars here. Chris, I believe you have two more matchups. Let's burn through them so quickly. Oh, quickly. Yes. Steelers at Packers. Big Ben. Uh, Green Bay is giving up the fifth most points to the quarterback position in fantasy. Weirdly. Uh, However, the ninth least passing yards allowed. Uh, Yeah, that's weird. Like the ninth least least passing yards, but the fifth most fantasy points. That's due to their nine leading nine passing touchdowns they've given up. Mm But nobody's dumb enough to play Big Ben at quarterback, so he's on the bench. <laughs> he's playing awful. Uh, Najee, uh, Green Bay gives up the ninth most fantasy points to the running back position and the middle of the road in terms of rushing yards. And really, Najee had a nice fantasy week, but that was thanks to catching 14 of 19 targets for 102 receiving yards. He's still been awful on the ground because the Pittsburgh Steelers have been awful on the ground, as you mentioned earlier in one of your matchups. I think they're last or second to last in rushing yards or something like that. So it's not good in that way, but really Najee is the only one that's in the discussion as far as I'm concerned there because he'll get the touches, he'll get the attempts on the ground, and he'll get the targets too. So I'm going to give him a 3.25 stars. Seems very fair. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a lot of concern in this in this offense. Uh, so on to uh, Deontay, uh, who didn't play last week. Uh, in his stead, uh, Claypool kind of had a bunch of targets, 
and nine catches, 15 targets, nine catches, 96 yards, but no touchdowns. Big Ben has only thrown three passing touchdowns through three weeks. It's just not a whole lot of production there. But I think if I said, touched on it earlier that Deontay's going to is trending in. So based solely on comeback scenario game script, well, okay, Steelers defense is pretty darn good. We'll get to that in a second. Just based on game script. I think Deontay is going to get a fair amount of targets. Claypool takes a backseat again. Give Deontay a reasonable three stars. And I'm just going to go and bench the other two. I just don't believe in the offensive line of Big Ben enough right now. And no tight end of consequence for the Steelers there. Packers. Mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers was fine for fantasy and led another last-minute comeback in week three versus the Niners. Both Rodgers, both of Rodgers' get-right games. Have in the past couple weeks have come versus suspect secondaries in Detroit and San Francisco. Steelers are giving up a reasonable two touchdowns per game, just like Rodgers got this past week. That's kind of what I see here. Enough yardage and a couple of scores putting him as a low-end QB1 for week four. 3.75 stars for Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Jones, Steelers give up the third fewest points to the running back position and the tenth least amount of yards to backs that makes no sense 10th least amount of rushing yards given up and tj watt could be back uh, i'm sorry that was an old note tj watt is back uh still jones is the straw that stirs the offensive drink and he should see plenty of opportunities so i'm going to give him 3.75 stars that one's on the bingo board What's that? Nothing. Keep going. Nothing. I didn't say anything. Um, uh, Devontae Adams. Steelers uh, give it the fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers and the 12th most yards in terms of receiving yards. And Adams is coming off an 18-target game. Five stars for Devontae Adams. Robert Tanyan. I'm sorry. No receivers. Other receivers to mention, I think. Somebody scored last week, but whatever. Robert Tunyon, uh, targets and snaps are too inconsistent to be anything more than a bad tight end heart throw at this point. I'm going to bench him. That's that matchup. Steelers at Packers. Let's move on to the Baltimore Ravens at the Denver Broncos. Um, let's, of course, start with the quarterback position. Much like the Panthers, the Broncos have faced a column of kittens when it comes to opposing quarterbacks. Can you see how much I was in love with my phrase that I came up with there last night? Mm-hmm. Um, Denver has faced the Giants, the Jags, and the Jets. Hey, uh, wow, yeah. Um, one thing I I really just realized when I wrote this, it, and I didn't wasn't doing this earlier. The Panthers and kittens that wasn't on purpose thing, but um, so far the Broncos have allowed um fifty rushing yards to the quarterback position on the season. Let's. But let's expect a little bit more closer to Lamar's average, which is 83.7 rushing yards per game for him. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I'm not expecting the moon from Lamar. He's only completing 60.9% of his passes so far, and the Broncos are allowing just 162.3 passing yards per game and four interceptions so far this season. Like I said, it's you know it's it's not a gr- exactly the greatest gauge against the the teams that he has played. So I'm going to give three and three quarter stars for Lamar. A lot on it, a lot due to his legs, but you know uh, there might be an interception or so in there as well. Let's move on to Tyson Williams. I'm interested. Let him ride the fantasy pine until he gets a juicy match. The Broncos are allowing 59.3 rushing yards per game on the ground, and Williams is only getting 50% of the snaps too. And you know what? Fifty a half of 59.3 is. 
That is uh, exactly 2.4515 fantasy points from rushing. No, no, no for Tyson Williams. Yes, he gets some work through the air too, but not a lot. Let's go to Marquise Brown here. He'll be going up against the Broncos' vaunted cornerback crew, which is, it's true, they're really good, they're like every single one of them. Um, I'm not sure how to justify starting Brown here, other than he's the wide receiver 12 so far this year in points. Uh, but those points he put up against Las Vegas and Kansas City. The Chiefs, yeah. He then proceeded to have a clunker against Detroit. Detroit, people. He had a clunker against Detroit. The entire, like, more or less the entire Ravens had a clunker against the Detroit defense. Yeah. So I'm going to give Brown, Marquise Brown, three stars here just because I don't really know what to do with him. Um, I'm going to mention Sammy Watkins here, and this is why. I'm going to give him two and a half stars. But is Sammy Watkins quietly the Ravens wide receiver one? He's in on 85.1% 85.1% of the team's offensive snaps versus Marquise Brown's 69.8%. They have nearly identical production except for Brown's two touchdowns versus Watkinson's zero touchdowns. If it were a different matchup, my song might be different. And Watson is just more of a deeper league flex play for a guy who probably deserves some more of our attention here. And maybe if you have a bench spot to burn, Put Sammy Watkins on it. I hate saying that, but his production has not been bad so far this season, folks. It really hasn't. His targets, receptions, and yardage are very similar to uh, in uh, Marquise Brown's. He's just, and he's out there more. He's out on the field more. So there's potential for even more of those. I'm just saying, folks. I'm just saying. Don't forget, if you have Bateman's a bench back. spot to burn. Maybe Sammy Watkins is worth it. Like just and pick him up for free. Don't spend any fab on him. But if he's available, pick him up for free, stash him on your bench for like maybe a week or two. Or after this week, and he doesn't do much against the Brown uh, the Broncos, pick him up for nothing and stash him on your bench. Mark Andrews, three and three quarter stars. The Broncos are also good against the tight ends. Like it is the Broncos defense is so good. It's so good, dude. Um but Andrews has yet to to score a touchdown. So I'm and this is gut call. This is complete gut call, Chris. Mm-hmm. I'm giving him three and th- three and a quarter star, three and one quarter stars, and I think that Andrews gets a touchdown this week. I really do. Um, I'm sorry, my I ran behind and I got a little back on my notes, but I gave Teddy three stars. The Baltimore Ravens aren't that; great. they've been giving up some points, especially like Derek Carr and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, my tab went away, so I'm just going to move along to Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams last week. Um, I'm sorry, the Ravens are only giving up 79 rushing yards per game. That's ninth best. These backs are still like splitting their workload, like like almost exactly evenly. It's just so boring to keep talking about every week and next week. <laughs> here is a list of teams that you are going to get, and I really hope the Arizona Cardinals play the Denver Broncos last, next week, and then you can have both of them at the same time. Um, but last week, and once again, Melvin Gordon gets a touchdown. So a big old gur for Javante Williams not getting the work there. And we get the touchdown. I'm giving Melvin Gordon three stars, assuming he plays. It sounds like he's going to. But if he doesn't, mm-hmm. dude, if he doesn't, it's Javante Williams. Um, Like all the way. Javante Williams might pop up to like a three and three quarter star. But if Melvin Gordon is playing, I'm going to give Javante Williams only two and three quarter stars. It's more or less a, an avoid if possible. Cortland Sutton, 
Um, he has PFF's a ninth best mat, uh, wide receiver cornerback uh, rated matchup this week. Um, but Sutton's only averaging nine and a half points per game. And the but the Ravens are allowing twenty three point four points per game to opposing wide receivers, with KJ Hamler getting the being the latest Bronco wide receiver to be done for the season, following um, Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy's done for the season, right? Yes, yes. Um, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, Corlin Sutton could see an uptake in targets and usage and everything. He is the snap leader so far, but uh, Tim Patrick. So I'm. Given Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton three and three quarter stars, with Sutton probably getting the lion's share of Marlon Humphrey coverage from the Ravens cornerback position, that should leave Anthony Averett and Tavon Young, who are PFF's 59th and 98th best corners, to cover Tim Patrick. There's potentially a very good matchup for Patrick here. If you don't know the name, he is very quietly the wide receiver 24 so far on this season. Half PPR, of course. He's getting almost as many snaps as Sutton, like he's like 4% less. And he has seven less targets than Sutton, but only one less reception. So he's been a little bit more efficient. Patrick has two touchdowns versus Sutton's zero. And that's how he's wide receiver 24 and Sutton's like, 41 or something. I can't remember. Um, Sutton does have 36 more receiving yards, so it's pretty evenly split other than the touchdowns. So pick up Tim Patrick. If he's if you got room on your bench, Tim Patrick, man. Um, let's move on to Noah Fant. Uh, the Ravens are the second worst against tight ends. They have gone up against, uh, I believe, Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller, so there's part of that. And But Noah Fant is maybe not of their ilk, but maybe in a tangentially related neighborhood sort of scale. It is only his sophomore season. To... Third, third, I guess it's third sophomore season. Okay. I think it's his sophomore. Maybe it's his second. I don't know. I'll look it up. Uh, you look it up. I I don't have much time left here. So, um, but Noah fan is in on 80.2% of the team snaps with the seventh best amongst all tight ends in the league. I think he gets a touchdown here too, because like um, Mark Andrews, who also does no fan also doesn't have a touchdown so far this season. So I'm I'm sorry. Fan has one touchdown. That is incorrect. Fan has one touchdown so far. But I'm going to call for four stars for Noah Fan going up against one of the worst tight end defenses so far this year. Uh Chris, I believe you have one matchup left to wrap out this increasingly lengthy episode. Because we like to screw around and, and hear ourselves talk. 2021 is Noah Fan's third season. Yep, I'm seeing it right now. Thank you for having two four-letter names, Noah Vance. Should I say? Uh, Buccaneers at Patriots. Revenge game Ooh. alert. Five stars. No, but low, but seriously. The Pats are a stout defense, and I'm sure the one person that has an mm-hmm. idea of how to slow Brady down is Belichick. Pats are giving up the seventh fewest points to quarterbacks seventh fewest fantasy points to the quarterback position mm-hmm. and the second fewest passing yards and only three passing scores on the year. Mm-hmm. But that was all done versus Tua, Zach Wilson, and Jameis. And again, I'm not betting against Brady. 4.75 stars. That was just upset you. <laughs> is that your uh, actual rating or is it? Yeah, is it 4.75 your is rating? my actual rating. The five stars okay. was a joke. Oh. I, in my research, in my opinion, I ended up coming full circle almost back to five stars. So I gave him 4.75. 
Okay. Uh, Jones slash Fournette slash Giovanni Bernard. No thanks. The snaps are all over the place, and Gio led with a 45% last week. Bench them all. And then got injured. Uh, I mean, the Pats give up the ninth most rushing yards allowed, but I'm just, I'm not, I'm not playing that game with these guys. On to the receivers. Both Godwin and Evans are averaging exactly 8.3 targets per game. Godwin really? has a yardage edge and, uh, scored once on the ground so that's kind of why godwin is a i can't remember off the top of my head a few slots ahead of him in fantasy uh in terms of points because yeah. he scored that one touchdown on the ground and again slight yardage edge uh, again the new england defense has played bad uh, passing games up to this point and i think brady will be on a mission so both tampa wide receivers are viable with godwin having the safest floor so i'll give four stars to godwin and 3.25 stars to evans uh, not a lot on Gronk. He's got rib injury and may not go. He's got two DNPs to start the week right now. Did I not mention that at the beginning of the show? Don't think I did. Who's that? Gronk. Two DNPs. Yeah, it sounds like he might, he might not play this week. Yeah, and so in that case, I'm gonna I'm gonna bench all the uh, Tampa tight ends. Um, I mean, maybe a desperation dart throw. I don't know. Deep league. Who who they have behind him? Uh, OJ Howard, Cameron Bray. Yeah, probably Brait's the receiving guy. You know, I'm not touching O.J. Howard with a 10-foot pole, so maybe Brait and Desperation, but I'm going to I'm gonna bench him. Uh, O.J. Howard wouldn't touch you with his 10-foot pole. Gronk so there. isn't going to go. Uh, on to the Patriots. This will be short and sweet. We're all still in a holding pattern with the Patriots passing game options as they are a run-heavy, play-great defense kind of a team. J.J. Taylor, J.J. Taylor could be worth a speculative ad in a full PPR deeper league to see if he takes the james white role otherwise damian harris is the only name worth discussing and he is in uh, for a rough day most likely versus this bucks defense their fourth best with only 191 rushing yards allowed through three weeks and he is coming off a fresh off a stinker of a performance versus another good defense in new orleans moving forward due to the white injury i'm sorry uh, mm -hmm. Moving forward, due to the wide injury and the team's scheme, I still like Harris, big picture, uh, but just not for this week due to the game script. Uh, a desperate 2.25 stars kind of flex rating for Harris there, and I'm going to bench everybody else. Yeah. The Patriots. And, and here's <laughs> so, the thing about Harris, too, is that... Uh, yeah, sorry. And here's the thing about Harris, too, is that, like, last year, seven targets. So, But and here's the thing, though. So far this year, can do six it. targets. I just I don't think that don't he's think that they great. Will do it. I don't think they'll give it to him. I don't think. They'll yeah, give him I just don't role. think that. I think who's he, the bigger I, running back troll, uh, Bill Belichick or um, uh, uh, Bruce Arians? Exactly. That I gotta both. Go, I got to go tied. Belichick. I got to go Belichick though. Okay. Ever since, ever since the uh, oh gosh, who was the guy that came over from Cincinnati? I think it's actually Bruce Arians because I think Bruce Arians just hates the idea of a running back. I tell you, I what, think he's there. He's like, I guess so you have to the, use this guy. Prisoner of the moment, 2021. Yeah, you're right. It's Arians. I still like Harris moving forward. Just coming off a bad week, and we understand he is what he is. He's not going to get the receiving role, it's even with James White gone. You know what? You know what's great about Damian Harris, and this is actually good for him. Like so far, is that, and I'm just looking at his stats right now. Is that so far he has more? He has a third of the touches that he did all of last season in three games. And he played in ten last year, so I mean, I that's guess that's something. about. I guess that's about on par. But if he, but a lot of that that he didn't play last year was he was injured. So, yeah. Anyways, um, Chris, that's is that about the show? That's all I got. 
Let's wrap, wrap, right. wrap it up. Let's wrap, 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 wrap. If you like Josh to try and not do a rap, then just stop him, stop him, quick, everybody. I'm tired. Leave me alone, man. Don't ever go there again. Please, for the love of all this. Josh gets very goofy when he's tired. So we have been amazing fantasy football, of course. I am Josh. That guy over there is Chris. If you like this show, you can check us out in podcast format. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can check us out in podcast format. Pretty much wherever podcasts are available. Um, you can even check out um, Jimmy behind your local um, Quick Trip. Good old and Jimmy boy. Because he also has our podcast. We don't advocate that you go to Jimmy for your podcast. But if that's where you go for, like, say, your... Um, um, what's that big one? This American Life you know, podcast. And you want to stop by and check out some amazing fantasy football. We greatly encourage that if you're checking us out in podcast format you we are available on youtube with the video and everything we also have a live sunday stream in that sunday stream we not only do you get the monday night matchup and the player ratings for that one but you also get last minute injury um news and also lineup questions too some asking for a friend sometimes chris likes to try and learn what superheroes um alter alter egos are you know secret identities he's really bad at it by the way you'd think that it would be the other way around and have someone to like quiz me because i'm good at it but he doesn't and we don't and so it's just fun for me to make fun of chris um chris anything else did i cover it I'd say join the Discord so we can talk. Oh, fantasy. join the Discord. Um, link and, in the show uh, notes, of course. And see you guys um, on Sunday. Oh, and like, share, and subscribe to the YouTube channel too. Like, and leave and us subscribe. a comment too. Leave us some. Leave us some ratings with the podcast, and and leave us some comments in the in the YouTube format too. We, uh, well, mainly Chris. Chris likes the comments. I'm pretty antisocial, so I, I appreciate them, but I don't necessarily care for them. I mean, I, I like that people are interacting and everything, but You're I just... You're a busy man lately. Yeah. I'm very busy, and of course, I think we need to end the show. Um, yep. <laughs> have a good one, everyone. We'll check you on Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Later. Cue that rollout music. <laughs>